Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Season's greetings. Welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I am your host, Phil Walsh, and you are listening to episode number 37 of this ongoing podcast series dedicated to, you guessed it, the movies, the good, the bad, everything in between. I talk about it all on this show, or as I enjoy saying, for the love of movies. And today, uh, a, a special holiday-themed episode, the final of this uh, Christmas uh, catalog that I've been going through, which really kicked off with A Christmas Story back before Thanksgiving and uh, coinciding with the release of Violent Night, uh, the newly minted, as far as I'm concerned, Christmas classic. But uh, I thought today, given that this episode is... uh, is dropping on December the 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve, two days before the big day. I thought it was more than appropriate and uh, a special occasion to do one final holiday-themed Christmas spectacular episode to to wrap up the holiday season and, and kind of get us all in the Christmas spirit as we head into the weekend. So before I, uh, I set the Christmas uh, table, so to speak... Start off, of course, with a little bit of housekeeping, as usual. Uh, First off, if you have not done so already, feel free to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can, of course, follow along and share this podcast with family, friends, anybody who you think might enjoy listening to a passionate movie buff go on and on, perhaps too long at some points of his uh, love for cinema and films and and all of the... uh, interesting trivia that that goes with them uh in addition uh to that you can follow me along on twitter mostly uh, my personal handle is phil cast movies you can also follow the show which is phil at the movies but i am much more active on my personal handle so you can reach me there tweet at me let me know your favorite movies of the year favorite christmas films etc etc that's where you can find me uh i'm on there probably more more than i ought to be but you know it's uh it's the virtual public square if you will uh lastly and i know i i say this at the start of every show but especially want to say it today as we uh, head into the into the christmas weekend Thank you to you, the listeners, for your support, your encouragement, your just embrace of this show from, in many ways, from the beginning and for those who have discovered it along the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, This has been a passion project for me. It will continue to be a passion project for me. I will get in front of this microphone and talk until my (laughs) my voice goes silent, but to have the encouragement and the response, just the warm, you know, sometimes glowing response from you, the the listeners, has just made this all the more worthwhile and enjoyable. And I cannot thank you enough for tuning in each week and hearing what I have to say <laughs> about movies. And through the friendships that I have made uh, because of this uh, because of this podcast. Uh, I, I appreciate all of you, and, and you just mean the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you to to the listeners who uh, who you know tune in each week. Who I, I haven't had a chance to uh, to interact with you know through uh, uh, Twitter and the, and the like. Thank you for your continuous support uh, of this show and for tuning in each week. It means the world to me, and uh, just I hope everyone has a, a merry Christmas, a happy holiday season and an even better and and brighter new year uh this this show is going to continue well into the new year and and god willing beyond that and in part it's because of your your support and your response and and your embrace of it so again from the bottom of my heart thank you thank you thank you so much so all right with that let me let me uh, let me set this Christmas table. Let me uh, let me set out the presents under the tree and talk about today's episode. Uh, not going to be talking about any one specific movie, but but a, a variety of, of movies. Of course, all Christmas themed. But specifically, want to talk about Santa Claus. And this idea actually came to me over the last few weeks, and it really kind of sort of gelled together at the end of uh, end of last week with sort of you know putting together my review for Violent Night 
sort of the holiday season coinciding with the release of that movie where Santa Claus plays a prominent role and just just you know kind of thinking back um, you know to all the different Santa Claus uh, inspired Christmas movies I thought today would be an interesting uh, experiment to 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 rank if you will the the movie Santa Clauses and I've I've been able to to generate a list of of my top five. Now this is my uh, personal ranking of of Santa Claus, and and I'm sure uh, there was you know someone I've left off the list, maybe one or two. But again, this is this is my list. You know, it's not meant to be comprehensive. It's not meant to be definitive. It's just how, you know my top five uh, uh, on screen portrayals of Santa Claus, and I and I will I will tell you a, a little. Uh, funny story story well maybe it's not that funny but what really set this idea in motion uh, was I was going through some old family photo albums recently and specifically Christmas themed ones and going through them I found a, a number of pictures of myself dressed as Santa Claus now for you know, full disclosure for a number of years now, I have played Santa Claus in various uh, capacities at parties, different functions, and, and even parades. So I have just a little bit of experience when it when it comes to uh, to being the jolly old elf. Now, interestingly enough, this whole you know thing of me playing Santa Claus uh, started years and years ago. Each Christmas Eve, up until about 2019 my family always had a big christmas eve party and part of the event was i played santa claus now this started of course when i was you know four or five years old so you can imagine you know a four or five year old running around dressed as santa claus you know i had on like a you know, Santa cap and a cotton ball you know, made beard and, and just like a, a red tweed jacket. I mean, it was very much amateur hour, but, you know, eventually I, 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 you know, uh, you know, marshaled those, uh, <laughs> those skills into a, a more traditional and, and, and real Santa suit. And well, I mean, the rest is, is history. I mean, I've got, you know, I'm, I can admit I have two Santa Claus suits and, and and boots and beard set, you know, hat, the whole nine, whole nine yards. So, in, in looking through the, the the album, I found a whole bunch of photos of of me playing Santa Claus through the years at these Christmas parties, even uh, a couple of uh, of the parades. And again, you know, kind of you know, looking back on it, because you know, I I do consider myself uh, a a Santa Claus uh, a helper, a, a performer if you will. And so I have a little bit of experience when it comes to to playing jolly old Saint Nick. And kind of, you know, the idea of, you know, looking through the photos and, you know, my experience playing Santa and then just, you know, we're in the Christmas season. I thought, you know what, this might be a fun time to kind of rank the Santa Clauses and then, you know, in part whatever expertise I may have into why uh, I, I chose, uh, you know, the, uh, the the actors that I that I did. So, all right, I think I have I have decorated this tree. I have I have set the Christmas table, if you will, for today's talk. So, without any further ado, let me let me begin with my ranking, my top five on screen portrayals of Santa Claus. So, starting out at number five. Edmund Gwynn has to be on the list. I mean, the guy won an Oscar for playing Santa Claus, Chris Kringle, in uh, in Miracle on 34th Street. And you know, while I, I again, as you will as you will hear, I think there are are better portrayals and and performances. This is the guy that won a, a, an Oscar, a, and that says something. I mean. Actors win Oscars every year, and and for various roles, it says something to win that coveted award for portraying Santa Claus. And and I think when you look at his performance, it's not a an, an in your face ho ho ho. You know, it's it's very um, much a much more of a I don't want to say almost muted, but it's more of a nuanced 
performance. It, it's more in you know how he how he smiles or, or the twinkle in his eye or just sort of the way he carries himself in a scene. It's it really is a remarkable performance, and I think it's you know fair to say that he has sort of set a standard for all the other. Uh, actors who have come uh, down the line and, and portrayed Santa Claus. And interestingly enough, I think this kind of sort of captures how good his performance was, you know, both in the movie and uh, on set. Natalie Wood, who was in the movie and played the character of Susan Walker, you know, she was you know, eight, nine years old at the time. Well, she thought the actor Edmund Gwen was the real Santa Claus. And, again, going through the production, going through the movie, she thought she was actually filming a movie with Santa Claus and was surprised and shocked when they had the rap party after the film was completed. And here comes Edmund Gwynn, no longer in his Santa beard. He had shaved it off, and he's just this, you know, nice, uh, you know, portly uh, um, you know, English actor uh, who's been playing Santa Claus. I mean... Right then and there, I think, kind of illustrates what he was able to do with the role. And again, he doesn't oversell it. He doesn't he doesn't ham it up. It is a very natural uh, performance. And again, he won an Academy Awards. I mean, you kind of have to put him in the in the rankings uh, at some point because the man won an Oscar for playing Santa Claus. I mean, if that doesn't get you into the into the pantheon of, of legendary Santas, I don't know what does. So, all right, that kind of starts it starts it off. And you know, I, I will try to uh, you know, impart my uh, my Santa wisdom, if you will, because you know people have have always asked me because you know whenever I you know say I've you know, played Santa Claus at, you know in, in you know, parades and and done it in for parties and other functions like people are like okay like how do you do that i mean because i think people have this sort of impression okay you know you, you put on a, a suit and you put on the beard uh and, and you just you know go ho 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 and and you know you know shake your bowl full of jelly and hand out hand out presents and you know i, I don't want to say you know I, I probably sound you know you know snobby when i say this uh but there's a lot more to it than than that uh, in many ways, you can always tell a, an amateur Santa from uh, a professional one. And, and I think sometimes people have this impression, okay, you put on the suit, you put on the hat, you put on the beard, and you just laugh your ass off. And, and, and you talk in a deep voice and, and sound jolly and you know, spit out Christmas puns. And it, it, it really is much more, there's much more to it than that. I mean, that's, that's a way to do it. But that's kind of, you know, how you get uh, kind of you get a, you get a bad Santa, and I think we've all had experiences with a bad Santa Claus. I will tell you one that is still etched in my memory. All these years later, I was in second grade, and I was at a breakfast for Santa at some and it was some hotel or some restaurant, and 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 you know again, I'm in second grade. I was I was stoked. Oh my God, couldn't I go have breakfast with Santa? This was the greatest thing in the world for. A, a Christmas fanatic, you know, this was, this was like, you know, the second coming, and, and so I'm like, all right, this is great, this is, this is wonderful, and in comes Santa Claus, and of course, I'm, 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 I'm excited, oh my God, Santa's, you know, we're gonna have breakfast, and oh, this would be great, and whatnot, so we all get into a line, uh, my, uh, my, my sisters and I, and we go up to, to go see Santa, and now, this was not like Ralphie from A Christmas Story, um, though, you know, perhaps you know, equally as jarring. So we go uh, to Santa, and, and uh, you know, my my two sisters were ahead of me, and so they're they're you know talking to him, and you know, I'm noticing right off the bat, you know, some, something's not quite right here. He's he's sort of you know shaking his his head, and you can see he's like almost you know itching something in the back of his head. I said, okay, that's a bit strange, you know, and uh, you know, again, whatever, you know, you're in second grade, and. You know, my turn. Uh, my turn came, and and I'll, I, this memory is etched, <laughs> etched in my mind to the present day. There I, there I am, right in front of Santa Claus, and without thinking, the guy just takes his hand and grabs the beard and pulls it down to itch his chin, and 
like I, I'm sitting there flabbergasted, you know, mouth mouth wide open, horrified, like oh my god, like the guy just just took his beard off like he's a fake you know i felt like buddy the elf you know before there was buddy the elf you know like that was my my moment and you know, of course you know, he then realized oh shit you know and oh you know i'm just you know oh you know and i mean at that point the illusion is done and so it's like that's that's your example of a of a bad santa where you just you're just off in your own world you're not paying any attention and and you just think ah nobody will notice well i mean a kid is going to notice if you pull the beard down. You know, I'm sorry. If it, like, right then and there, that's like rule, you know, number one. If you've got a fake beard on, don't pull the beard down in front of the kids. Like, but, you know, God bless the guy. You know, maybe he was new or, you know, inexperienced. I don't know. But it's those little little incidences and, and, and moments that can kind of make or break a Santa Claus and kind of getting it back to laughing your ass off. You know, people think, oh, just, you know, sit there and go ho, ho, ho and, you know, Merry Christmas and, and, you know, leave out the cookies. It's it's really an attitude. And by that, I mean, you are not yourself. Like, I mean, you could be, you know, so-and-so in a Santa suit, yes. But when you put on that suit and you put on the beard, you, you're Santa Claus in that moment. And, you know, again, I've you know, done plays and, and, and performances over the years. And so, like... To me, you know, maybe I take things you know very too literally, but when when I you know put on that suit, I, I'm Santa Claus. You know, I'm I, I you got to sort of separate yourself, block everything else out, and and just commit entirely to the role. You know, method Santa acting, if you will, and that to me is something that you know because I've I've done it enough times, I can immediately pick up on it. You know whether you know you say you're watching it in a movie or you know you see the your, your your local Santa at the mall. You can always tell when somebody's phoning it in or someone's uh, committing uh, to the cause. And a lot of that it, it's an attitude. It's the way the way you carry yourself. It's the way you you interact. The way you you the way you talk. The way you you answer questions. Again. We've all had those experiences. You know, mine, of course, was the guy pulling his beard down in front of me. You know, we've all seen a bad Santa, but we've also, you know, probably had an experience with with, with a professional Santa. Uh, uh, you know, a, 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 someone who's good at their job, if you will. And, and I will, I will just add add to that because I often get asked, you know, a real beard or or a fake beard. And obviously, if you can if you can grow a real beard, that's that makes you the real, uh, the real deal. But obviously, not everyone uh, can excel at growing facial hair, and and I, uh, I I certainly fall into that category. And I go with a with a with a professional beard set. And I will just say because this is another little uh, situation, you can have the most expensive beard set in the world. And this is just a, a, a tip for anybody who is going to play Santa Claus in the future. I don't care how expensive and, and luxurious your, your beard set is. There's one little detail, and it can honestly make or break a, a Santa experience. Don't forget about the eyebrows. Again, you could have the best beard set in the world, but if you don't whiten those eyebrows, the illusion is destroyed. And, and I think that's the one thing I always go back to uh, whenever people ask me, you know, what is it about playing Santa? How do, how do you do it? It's all in the details. Again, try to avoid the boot covers if you can. Go with the real boots. Go with a nice beard set. But again, make sure you cover all the bases. Whiten the eyebrows. Make sure you've got a good pair of spectacles. Again, little details that just enhance the overall Santa experience. Okay, I think I've imparted enough Santa wisdom for the moment. Let's continue with the ranking. So, number five, we have Edmund Gwen from the original Miracle on 34th Street. Coming in at number five is Richard Attenborough from the 1994 remake version of Miracle on 34th Street. And I, I put Attenborough ahead of, of Gwen. And now some people might say that's, oh, that's that's sacrilegious. How, how dare you? But I will say this. While I, I 
appreciate Gwen's performance. And again, it's noted that he won an Oscar. He won the Best Supporting Actor uh, nomination that year for his role as Chris Kringle Santa Claus. But when you watch both films, I mean, the original is a classic and it has stood the test of time. But the 1994 film certainly has a lot of fans to it. And I think that is in part because of Richard Attenborough's performance. I mean, first off, the guy looks like Santa Claus. I mean, you would never know that he had done Jurassic Park the year before this film. He he looks and he acts like Santa Claus. And he's never trying to do an, an Edmund Gwen impression or impersonation he's taking it taking the part and he's playing his version of Kris Kringle Santa Claus and I have to say as a kid the first time I ever saw this I must have been probably four maybe going on five I I can't remember and you know you're at that age where you see Santa Claus and you always think okay whoever you see as Santa Claus especially with a real beard is probably the real deal well before I was a a, a, a film uh, fanatic and and, and uh, a cinephile, I I really you know I, I didn't pay attention to any of the behind the scenes details or anything like that you know as, as most kids probably don't. And, and when I first watched this film, uh, I thought they had hired the real Santa Claus because he looked like Santa, he acted like Santa, he had the regal red suit i mean it was it was the whole enchilada and i have to say looking back on it now his performance is i don't want to say it is better than than gwen's but in the context of the story and and again just the basic premise of the story it remains the same but insofar as remakes are concerned the, the 1994 version, written actually by John Hughes, of all people, uh, you know, most notably from a few years prior to that, had done Home Alone. So, I mean, you know, you're talking you got a great writer uh, on top of a great cast. But the, the story is more or less the same. Department store, Santa Claus, Macy's has now been changed to Kohl's, and Gimbel's has been replaced by the fictional Shoppers Express. You know, again, sort of, you know, updating it. They didn't want to get the rights to the stores and all that. But... Um, the premise is the same. Department store Santa Claus believes himself to be the real deal and then ultimately has to prove his 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 sanity and, and legitimacy to to the world. And both films conclude, spoiler alert, with Chris Kringle you know, being declared that he is Santa Claus. If he says he's Santa Claus, so be it. Well, the nineteen ninety four version, I mean both movies flirt with the idea, is this guy Santa Claus or is he just a nice old man who thinks he's Santa Claus. And on the one hand, the 1947 movie, while a fantastic performance, and when you just observe the performance of Santa Claus or or Kris Kringle by Edmund Gwen, it it stands on its own. But when you look at it in the context of, of the story, Edmund Gwen's version of Santa Claus, to me, always came across as a, a nice but delusional old guy who thinks he's Santa Claus. And, you know, no harm, no foul, but he, he thinks he's Santa Claus. The Attenborough performance, to me, even though it's the same story, the takeaway I, I came with from that version is that, no, this guy is the real deal in that world. That guy is Santa Claus. And there's a number of scenes in the movie that just sort of enhance that theory uh, that that I have for the film. I mean, on top of his look and his jolly demeanor, I mean, I, again, I talk about the attitude that you have to have to, to play Santa Claus. Richard Attenborough has that uh, across the board. He's, he's jolly. He's always smiling. He has this infectious uh, personality about him. He just, he, he he's the living embodiment of, of Chris Kringle Santa Claus. And there's two scenes in, in the film. One of them it comes at the very end of it, where uh, Richard Attenborough has been found that he's uh, you know, you know, declared sane, he's Santa Claus, the court accepts it. Um, there's a lot more actually religious subtext in the movie and, and themes of faith and belief that kind of 
you know, drive the narrative, which was not present in the original. Again, just little subtleties that really enhance the film. But the end of the movie, they're in the courtroom, and, and Kringle is found to be sane, and, and everybody's happy. And so at the end of the film, uh, the prosecutor, uh, a guy named Mr. Collins, played by another great actor who is no longer with us, uh, J.T. Walsh, and he comes over, he, he congratulates uh, the, uh, uh, the Brian Bedford character and, and says, you know, well done, counselor, then goes over to, to uh, Kringle and says, oh, you know, Merry Christmas, and then says, uh, you know, just, you know, my children wanted me to remind you to, you know, please be sure to stop by the house. You know, he's kind of stepping outside of his his uh, prosecutor role and, and stepping into his father role and, you know, just, you know, playing into the part of, you know, make sure, you know, Santa Claus doesn't forget to visit the kids. And Kringle says, oh, no, 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 don't worry, I'll be there. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, we live on, you know, X and X Drive and, you know, someplace. And, you know, Kringle's like, oh, yes, I know it well, know it well. And he's like, all right, well, well, Merry Christmas. And then he starts to leave, Mr. Collins. And then Chris Kringle says, oh, Mr. Collins, uh, just a moment. And he stops and looks back at him. He says, I, I hope you've taken down that old television antenna. And there's this moment where where uh, the Ed, the the Mr. Collins character looks at Mr., uh, at Kringle, and he, you can see the the wheels are turning because you know he doesn't say anything, but you can just tell by the expression. Yes, he has a television antenna up on his roof, and then that is further enhanced by Kringle saying to him, "I, I hope you took it down because I ripped my pants on it last year." And again. Neither per, neither actor says anything. It, it's just all in the the glances and the nods, and you can see just in in J T Walsh's ex- expression for you know as the character, he's like, oh shit, th- this guy's really Santa Claus. You know, he's been to he's been to the house, and and it's moments like that where Attenborough's performance just takes the character of Chris Kringle to a whole other level. Uh, you know where. I, you know, many ways. I, in 1946, 1947, when the original film came out, that you just couldn't go. And I think part of that is, you know, you've got such a, a repertoire of, of Santa Clauses in movies uh, for Attenborough to, to build on. But it's in moments like that where his his take on Santa Claus it just shines through with that believability factor because everything he's saying. I mean, you know, mark of a great actor. Uh, on top of being a great director that he was, but in those moments you really see his his just genuine take on the character, and it just shines through on the screen through his smiles and nods and sort of that twinkle in his eye. And there's another scene earlier in the film, which again just really encapsulates uh, why I think this is such a great performance and why he's one of the great movie Santa Clauses. I mean, certainly if there was going to be a Mount Rushmore. Of Santa Claus is, I, I think you're putting Richard Attenborough uh, on uh, on that uh, on that mountain. But there's a scene earlier in the film, which is a kind of an updated version of a of a scene from the original film, where in the the original film, Chris Kringle uh, meets a, a, a girl. Um, I, I think she's she's either from from France or uh, uh, from uh, from Holland. I I, ca- I can't remember exactly. Uh, where and and you know the, the her, her stepmother or, or her uh, foster mother is like oh she doesn't speak English and and you know she just wanted to, to meet you and so uh, uh, Chris Kringle in the film starts speaking to her in her in her native language and it's this you know, great little reaction and, and scene well for the, the 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 remake version there's a little girl who's deaf and uh, as it turned out. The the the, the uh, actor child actor what you know she was deaf in that scene and you know, or I should say deaf in, in in real life and so unbeen, unbeknownst to, to to the actor Richard Attenborough learned sign language prior to shooting the film shooting the scene so that when he has this interaction with with the deaf girl. He can actually, you know, the reaction that she she gives and is captured on screen is real and genuine. So when he starts communicating to her in sign language, her her smile, her reaction, 
it is 100 100% authentic and i think that's just a a testament to to attenborough's commitment and his performance that he took that extra step to not only learn it but then to kind of keep it a secret so that when he had the scene with the little girl there would be that genuine reaction and i mean it's one of those moments i i well up every time i watch it because you you just see the 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 wonder and the joy in in the uh, on the child's face and in the eyes and and he himself in the scene is just is just living it up and and it's it's so beautiful and tender and it's it's those moments on, on top of just his his jolly personality that that exudes throughout the whole film that he is he's just a, a phenomenal santa and and again to take a character that had already been portrayed many many times at that point there had been a number of of tv movies and and broadway shows and 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 you know uh you know west end plays of miracle on 34th street and so to take a character that was already so ingrained in in the uh, the christmas tradition and to make it his own i mean just hats off to him and so that's why i i put him above uh, above edmund gwen not not to say that he's you know you know better or 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 gwen is worse but there's just there's just some beautiful subtleties that attenborough delivers in in that film and Again, I go back to that nostalgia as a child, where it was just like, "Oh my God!" Like, you know, thinking the first time you see it, "Oh my God, this, you know, this is Santa Claus." They got Santa Claus in a movie. It's just a a remarkable performance. And again, I go back to that thing I said about about the attitude, and, and he he has that. It's it just every scene that he's in, it shines through on screen, and it just makes you feel all warm and happy, and and, and that great Christmas feeling. So. Just to recap, before we go on to uh, to number three, we've got number five, we've got Edmund Gwen. Number four is Richard Attenborough. Two Santas from uh, two versions of Miracle on 34th Street coming in at number three. And interesting, interestingly enough, uh, just as, as an aside, I put a poll on on Twitter on my uh, on the handle for this show, Phil uh, Phil at the Movies, and. And plug if you if you're not following that handle, I, I encourage you to do so. But uh, I put a poll out a kind of a you know Christmas <laughs> quote unquote science poll, uh, and I wanted to gauge people's reactions on on Santa Clauses. And at the time of the recording of this show, uh, I, I was actually uh, both both uh, pleased, but but also uh, not surprised by the results. So I. I ranked three. I put three Santas out there: uh, Richard Attenborough, uh, uh, David Harbor, and uh, Tim Allen, and then left a spot for uh, for other. And I'll I'll get to the uh, to the other because there was a name that kept popping up a number of times, and I'll uh, you know, certainly fill you in uh, as we get closer. But um, uh, one name that that jumped right to the top. And at the time of the recording of this poll, uh, of this podcast had taken the lead, is of course Tim Allen. And I think part of that is Tim Allen has really been the, you know, kind of quote unquote modern day movie Santa Claus. And that all stems from his portrayal of the character starting back in 1994 and continuing to the present day with. His Disney Plus show, The Santa Clauses, and looking back, he is one of, if not maybe the only actor to to play Santa Claus on screen as many times uh, as you know. No other actor has, you know, by my recollection and, and, and quick research, has has played the role as many times as Tim Allen and. I think again for for modern audiences, you know, you know people my age and, and maybe a little bit uh, older, Tim Allen really in, just personified Santa Claus, and that is you know in part because of that first movie. And so fittingly enough, he uh, he you know was at the top of the uh, the poll, finishing uh, uh, a clear favorite, and he also uh, in terms of my ranking comes in in the top three and. I recently rewatched the first Santa Claus movie. The other two are, are fine, but but the first film is a certified Christmas classic. 
as far as I'm concerned. And in watching his performance in the film, first off, it, there's a great character arc for the character of Scott Calvin, who starts out as this greedy workaholic toy executive who's a, a, a distracted and, and distant father, and then ultimately through the experience of, of transforming into Santa Claus over the course of the year and through the belief and love of his son Charlie, does he become a better person and is ultimately, you know, in a way saved because of the nature and spirit of Santa Claus. Uh, watching that performance, putting aside the character arc, Tim Allen is just putting his heart and soul into this film and it's interesting that there was a number of actors who were considered for the role of Santa Claus most notably Bill Murray uh, as well as Chevy Chase and you know it's sort of a funny old what if if you know Chevy Chase or, or Bill Murray had played Santa Claus and I have to say this was a role and, and this was a movie that that was was tailor-made for for Tim Allen and I think what it is he never tries to, you know, you know, be be larger than life. He never tries to kind of you know do a, a quote unquote impression of of Santa Claus. He just puts his heart and soul into the character, and I think what makes his role his turn so special, and, and why I put it in the top three is you get to watch his growth as a character over the course of the movie from, you know, essentially a, a, a Scrooge light character into a, 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 into the mythic figure of Santa Claus. And it's a beautiful trans, uh, transformation filled with heart and, and joy and wonder. And, you know, you, you talk about sort of losing yourself into a, into a character. I mean, Interestingly enough, Tim Allen had to wear this this fat suit uh, 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 for the film, and I guess it was so uncomfortable that he was in pretty much a foul mood throughout the entire filming. Well, you never see that on film, and you know, that's a testament to his performance. But in terms of sort of you know losing him, yourself in, into the role, you never you never see. Uh, Tim Allen. I mean, once he becomes fully Santa Claus, he's got the beard and the suit on. I mean, you're watching Santa Claus, and it, it's such a genuine performance. And again, I go back to that thing about about attitude and personality. He doesn't even have to, you know, go ho 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 or or you know uh, you know wiggle when he when he when he laughs. He just embodies the 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 character so much and. I think part of what also makes it so special is you have this great story in the film, which is really about the bond of a father and a son and, and sort of the, the power of, of belief and, and, and the, the bond that these two uh, people have that, that really enhances his performance. And, and you get to see Santa Claus in, in a different light versus a you know sort of the the mythic uh, toy maker up at the North Pole. You really get to see a kind of a you know from the ground up version of Santa Claus, if you will. And it's uh, it's just such a such a spectacular performance. And and I have to say, given now that that he has the Disney Plus show and that's now been renewed for a second season, he really he he continues to bring his his A game. To it, I mean, while I'm not a big fan of the other two films in the in the series, the Disney Plus show really captured, I thought, the spirit of the original and and was his best performance since the first film in 1994. And again, I think it's a testament to Tim Allen as an actor that he can kind of step seamlessly into that role and and continue to be, you know, the Santa Claus for for millions and millions of fans around the world. And it's it's just a Again, it's another one of those performances that I think, you know, if you're going to make a Mount Rushmore of Santa Clauses, you're going to put Tim Allen's uh, performance on there because it is it is special and it's done with such a with such a warmth and a kindness. And of course, you've got that the great transformation. You know, he doesn't start out as this jolly uh, old fellow, but but he becomes it over the course of the movie and through his interactions. Uh, and relationship with his his son. It's just, it, it's a beautiful film. I mean, I, I've you know found myself you know just 
just smiling and, and kind of you know, welling up watching it recently because it, it is really a, a, a just a powerful performance and and again it's just done with 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 going back to those subtleties you know the look the smiles the the twinkle in the eye you know that's what makes a good santa claus it's not it's not about necessarily the suit though it helps it's not about you know whether you get a real beard or a fake a fake beard it really comes down to that to that attitude and 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 you know, if if you believe it, if the actor believes it, then it's going to shine right through on the screen, and is going to make the audience believe it as well. So, uh, Tim Allen uh, starts off uh, the top three, and so just again to recap, we've got Edmund Gwen at number five, Richard Attenborough at number four, Tim Allen at number three. That brings me to number two on the list, and as I said in my poll. I had I had listed in addition to Attenborough, Allen, and Harbor, I had put uh, a spot for other, and the name that popped up the most of, of of anybody else was in fact the next Santa Claus that I'm going to rank, and I'm and this is really this is my number my number two. We got you know two more to go. So starting out this this list is David Hoddleston from this uh, from Santa Claus or Santa Claus the movie. And again, David Huddleston, you know, forever another great, uh, late great actor who is forever uh, immortalized as the Big Lebowski himself. Well, interestingly enough, in 1985, he played Santa Claus in the aforementioned movie Santa Claus. Now, the film itself is really uh, it's a. It's a bit of a, a bit of a bad piece of fruit cake, you know. To put it, I, I don't want to say it's a, a lump of coal in the stockings, but in so far as a movie goes, it's 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 a hit or a miss. The effects are wonderful, and there is a great attention to detail at crafting the North Pole and Santa's outfit and the sleigh. And it really, again, the cast in the film is is fantastic. You've got John Lithgow who plays this uh, corrupt. The toy executive BZ. You've got um, uh, Dudley Moore who plays Patch the Elf, and you have an appearance by Burgess Meredith. You know, on top of all that, of course, the Big Lebowski himself, David Huddleston. Uh, just a great, great uh, cast of characters. And but but the story is kind of weak. And for those of you who have seen the original Superman film, this movie is produced actually by. Uh, the Salkinds, who were the the, uh, the brains behind the first three Superman films, and if you watch the original 1978 movie, this film almost plays, you know, as kind of a beat for beat uh, to the original Superman movie. You know, it starts off with the origin of Santa Claus, and then his progression from toy maker into mythic Christmas. Uh, Christmas figure and then ultimately sets up the story in the present day and then the issue is that I find is that the, the first half is great kind of the origin of Santa where the story falls apart is is when it shifts to the to the present day the, the there's really no stakes uh, in the film and the the villain while great never really poses a, a much of a of a threat I think this is a film that would have benefited from another rewrite or two but putting all of that Aside, David Huddleston's performance kind of rises above it, and even though the film is is okay, his performance is one of the greats. And and every time I revisit the film, I, I'm just transfixed by his his take as Santa Claus because he's larger than life. I mean, just in terms of, of appearance and physicality, but but also in the way he portrays. The character, he he just he looks like Santa Claus. He's he's jolly. He's he's happy all the time. And and even when he kind of there's a point in the story where he's starting to get a little down on himself. Like you, you feel for him. He's like, oh my God, Santa, you know, stick with it, stick with it. And I think what makes it work is just he is committed 100 percent to 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 detail. And you know, because I'm I'm a nerd for these things. Uh, I watched a documentary that was made at the time where he actually plays Santa Claus hosting the 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 behind the scenes look and even you know when you know 
quote unquote the camera isn't rolling he's still 100% committed to that role and again it's not a great story I mean certainly the other films uh, in this uh, you know in my rankings have, have better stories but Huddleston gives uh, you know arguably you know in some cases you know one of the, the best Santa performances and I was delighted to see uh, people responding to his take as Santa and I think it just illustrates that again it goes back to that that commitment it's that attitude and he has it in that film because he's He's the embodiment of, of just this jolly, of this jolly big guy. He's always smiling. He's, he, you know, it's never a kind of an in-your-face ho-ho-ho. It's just a, it's a real genuine, like you believe, like this guy is up at the North Pole, you know, even as, as we speak, you know, working in the, in, in the workshop, making toys, filling up the sleigh. Like he just, he's believable. And there's a scene in the film where, uh, he's you know getting a plate of cookies uh, on Christmas Eve, and I know just his reaction to it because they're chocolate chip, and he's like you know oh they're my favorite. I mean it's just I don't know, moments like that where y- you just buy that this guy is Santa Claus, and again the fact that he uh, would later be the you know the Big Lebowski like just shows his remarkable uh, you know gifts he had as an actor that you know he could play. You know, a character on one end of the spectrum, and then also play someone who's uh, like Santa Claus. It, it really is uh, a magical performance, and it it shines through. You know, what is an otherwise okay movie, but but the performance as Santa Claus, I think, has stood the test of time. And 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 for me, he he's right there in, in the top two because he, it's just it, it's magical. And you know, again, even you know, you know, looking, you know. All these years later, watching the film, like I mean, I come away thinking, like, geez, this, <laughs> like this guy is Santa Claus. He just has that, uh, that 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 X factor, if you will. That in many ways you can't even describe it, but like you you know a good Santa Claus when you see him, when you see one, and he has it in that movie. And it, it's it's a wonderful uh, turn, and I it's a favorite tradition of mine to go back and revisit that movie, even as as cheesy and as eighties as it as it is. His performance uh, has it just stood the test of time, and it shines through as this as this perfect embodiment of a of really a timeless Santa Claus. So again, just to to recap again, we have number five. Edmund Gwen, number four, Richard Attenborough, number three, Tim Allen, number two is David Huddleston. So that leaves number one. And, you know, I, I will preface it. I will say, you know, th- there might be a little recency bias, but at the same time, on the other hand, I have now watched this movie three times. And each time I have come away with the same response and reaction that I had the first time uh, I saw it, and for my for my number one for for my favorite Santa Claus. I mean, I, I have to say, going into I- into this Christmas season, David Huddleston would have been, I think, my favorite uh, on screen Santa Claus. Uh, for, you know, and then you know, kind of back and forth between Attenborough and and and, uh, and Tim Allen. But after watching. Violent Night. Now, surprise, David Harbour takes the top spot. But after watching Violent Night, which, again, on its face, you think is kind of a strange concept for a Christmas movie. It's basically Die Hard meets Home Alone with Santa Claus in there. Well, the film works, and I think the reason it works is because, as I said last week, it doesn't overdo it. It doesn't stick so uh, squarely with 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 the violence and and the uh, over the top bloody gags, but instead manages to weave in a, a a real story about belief and and the power of it and 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 the the nature of it, and that's at its core what a Christmas movie should really entail. It should you know touch on those themes of family and love and belief and and the kind of the magic of it and. You throw in David Harbour, who another guy who who was, I think, born to play Santa Claus. You have a perfect match, and so, as I said last week, he is really a 
a modern day. Uh, he is a Santa for the for the modern age. He really fits with our with our with our world today. And his Santa Claus is so grounded in this particular world. You know, you couldn't see Tim A- Tim Allen's version, and certainly not Richard Attenborough's. You know, you know, go into go into town uh, like David Harbor does in this movie. You know, this is a Santa that works within the 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 story but there really is a a a, a relatability to his santa and there's a weir, a kind of a, a world weariness and almost an exhausted nature that shines through i mean this is a guy who's been doing it in the movie for for you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and he's really at his almost wits end where he's kind of questioning whether or not it's even worth the 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 shtick if you will and it's through his his mission that night, which is to to save this little girl and her family, that his faith, of course, is rekindled and and you know his faith is is restored and his purpose is is reaffirmed and it's it's again it goes back to what I've been saying throughout the show. It's the attitude. It's how you present yourself. You know, David Harbor is not running around, uh, you know. You know, jolly and and, and 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 laughing every five minutes. You know, there's a there's a, a kind of a roughness to his Santa at first, but behind that, you know, is this is this guy with a big heart who, you know, just wants to make things right, just wants to make people happy. And, and again, you know, putting aside all the the, the great shenanigans and and uh, action that goes on in this film, you have a really beautiful performance and, and again I'm I'm a sucker for uh, a Christmas movie and I'm a sucker for a, a good Santa Claus performance and David Harbour just delivers that in this film I mean he's he's both funny and 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 sweet at the same time I mean it's you know if, if you know if you're a fan of stranger things I mean you know it, it's 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 the hopper character on a whole other level and and I just watched it the other night, and I came away with just that 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 sense of wonder that you you, you get when when you know, you've had an experience with with Santa Claus, and it's right there in this film because, you know, I as I said last week, you know, if you were to you know, meet Santa Claus, you know, in 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 real life, like you almost think he would be David Harbor because there's that. You know that that roughness. There's that weariness, but also, you know, behind that, you know, is still this this jolly old fellow who just wants to bring joy and happiness to kids all over the world. And it, it is it's right there in this film. And and again, you talk about having a great arc. You know, he starts off very cynical, kind of beaten down by the world, and then ultimately has his faith rekindled and renewed and restored. And so by the end of the film, when he's flying away with the reindeer and he cracks the reins and he just gives out this you know ho 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 i mean it's oh it's just it's just pure christmas magic and i mean i found myself at the end applauding and and just laughing and smiling and and saying you know damn it this is not only a newly minted christmas classic we've got a we've got perhaps you know the new uh favorite portrayal of santa claus and so as far as i'm concerned you know, it, it, David Harbour takes the first spot because you know not only you know do you have a Santa who is both you know real you know, re, you know quote unquote realistic and relatable, he still has all of the tropes that we associate with Santa Claus. He has the jolliness, he has the twinkle in his eye, he has that attitude that I have been talking about throughout this show, and it's it's right there uh, in, in full display, and and so. You know, in just watching the movie again a few nights ago, it, it just cemented uh, that that fact that I had the first time I saw it that that this is my new favorite portrayal of Santa Claus, and I, I'm excited that there's talk of a of a sequel, perhaps uh, future sequels, and I, I, I want to see more uh, of David Harbour's Santa Claus because not only is this a guy that you know. Uh, you know, makes his uh, his uh, Christmas rounds every year and does it. You know, uh, with his jolly demeanor. This is also a Santa that you don't want to mess with. And, and there's just something kind of funny and, and ultimately charming about that. That this is not just you know the big 
uh, plump, jolly guy sitting on a throne at the mall, but this is a guy that can handle himself and, and can still get the job done on Christmas Eve. So there we go. There are, there are my top five Santa Clauses, just to recap for one final time. Edmund Gwen from the original Miracle on 34th Street. Richard Attenborough from the 1994 remake version of Miracle on 34th Street. Number three, Tim Allen from The Santa Claus. Number two, David Huddleston from Santa Claus the Movie. And coming in at number one, it is David Harbour from the newly minted Christmas classic, Violent Night. So there we have it. My top five rankings of uh, on-screen Santa Clauses. I really want to know yours. Who is your uh, your favorite one? Uh, as I said, looking at the poll, Tim Allen is uh, is you know, taking the top spot, but uh, David uh, David Huddleston and Richard Attenborough not far uh, far behind that. And uh, I was also pleased to see uh, uh, David Huddleston uh, taking the. Uh, uh, you know, coming up as a recurring name as well. So, I mean, lots of great Santas out there, but those are my top five, and I'm, I'm curious to know yours as well. And uh, just to kind of, you know, put a, put a final bow on this uh, Christmas package of a podcast um, to kind of tie it all in together since I've shared some of my, uh, my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my wisdom about playing Santa Claus uh, over the years and and I think you know people have always said to me you know friends and and, and uh, you know other family members who have been like you know wh- why do you why do you keep doing it why what 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 you know what makes you put on the suit uh, every year and you know it's going to sound corny when I say this but I believe it with all my heart it is the the reaction you see on people's faces particularly on on the young kids faces because in that moment nothing else matters you know when when you're talking to santa claus and and you're having that that special relationship telling him what you want for christmas i I mean you're just making uh, a a kid's whole world right there and 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 i get such joy and, and 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 happiness from from just seeing the look on, on people's faces, even on the most cynical adults. I mean, I, I always get a chuckle when, when, especially if I know the person and I know they're kind of, you know, more on the curmudgeon side. And, you know, I come into Santa Claus and I'm, you know, jingling the bells and, and putting on my jolly demeanor to see them crack a smile. It, it just makes it all worthwhile. And so, you know, in a, in a world that is often, you know, full of uh, doom and gloom, uh, Whenever we can make things a little brighter, I certainly try to do that, and and that's that's why you know that's why I keep putting on the suit and uh, and and beard every December because we got to try to we got to try to spread the joy, we got to try to spread the love and, and make the world uh, a, a better place, even even just a little bit, and uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun, you know, it's a lot of fun. To, to play Santa Claus and I think that's ultimately why I keep going back to it. It, it is a lot of fun and you see that reaction uh, on people's faces and it just you know it, it, it can be only described as uh, as uh, you know as David Harbour says in Violent Night it's Christmas magic. I don't know how it works. I don't know what it is but it just it just happens and you know it when you see it. So all right. I think I have said I think I've said enough about Santa Claus uh, for uh, for one show. Uh, I thank you for uh, staying with me. I probably talked your ear off long enough, but uh, as you can see, I I I've just a little bit of passion when it comes to uh, Santa Claus on film and uh, the jolly old elf himself. But uh, in any event, this is a uh, this will conclude today's show. Be back. One more uh, for 2022, kind of do a big wrap-up for the year. My uh, favorite films, as well as looking ahead to 2023. Lots of great films on the horizon in the new year, uh, but we'll save that all for next week's show. Till that, uh, let me uh, end today by saying I wish you and yours the merriest of Christmases. Happy holidays and Thank you once again for your continuous support and, and embrace of this show. And again, I know I say, it, uh, say it a lot, but thank you, thank you, thank you. So with that, 
That's all for today's show. I'll be back next week. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, good night.